This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> Put on these glasses. Let's start eating that trash can. You maniacs! What is a man? When we are successful, we will be. We had a real chance at this. So one question might be, why am I pretty confident that it isn't happening? And the answer isn't that I trust the government or everything it says. The answer is that I trust individual people to speak out. And I think governments are actually pretty bad at keeping large-scale secrets. So to be clear, governments can keep operational secrets for a short amount of time if they involve a small number of people. So like the US government was able to keep secret the details of the raid on Osama bin Laden before it happened. And Canadian government can keep small secrets like that too. But Western democracies, as far as I know, just really, there's no experience of them having really large programs involving thousands or tens of thousands of people uh, that are really kept secret for decades. And that's especially true uh, uh, for ones that are really strongly prejudicial to the public interest, at least in some people's view. So, I mean, we do now know through Edward Snowden lots about what NSA did. And in fact, we knew quite a bit before Edward Snowden. And I personally think NSA shouldn't have done that, but that was a very big step from deliberately slaughtering the U.S. population. The chemtrails conspiracy, there's different claims, but the basic claim seems to be the government is deliberately doing something on a large number of commercial aircraft. And to do that, you'd have to have a supply chain to put all the material on. You have to have engineers and people, people at airplanes loading this stuff. There'd have to be thousands of people involved to move that much material. And to do that, those thousands of people would have to have some idea what was going on. And, and all of this would have to be do something that was horrible. And there's sort of no chance that somebody wouldn't speak out with high quality evidence. And yes, you could imagine maybe the government sort of shoots people who speak out, but they can't do it that successfully. Heck, even in the middle of the Second World War, even when most Americans would have agreed that it was good to develop atomic weapons, we didn't keep the secret. The fact is there were people inside Los Alamos who leaked the details to the Russians before the weapon was even used. Governments just don't keep secrets like this. So that's the basic reason I think that the, the idea there's a large-scale secret program is just completely ridiculous. But the question is, why do so many people believe this? People believe that 9-11 was staged. People believe there are aliens on Air Force bases in Texas or Nevada or wherever. The fact of the matter is that in our society, a lot of people just believe things that normal science doesn't believe at all. People believe that vaccines are, are, are somehow hugely destructive when the evidence is, is the other way. Uh, so why? What's that up in the sky? Is it a plane? Is it clouds of silver iodine? Is it a scheme? No, it's episode 75 of Behind the Schemes for December 13th, 2021, and I am the Black Knight in the Miniocalypse, Booberry. Yeah.
and all the way from way the hell over here on the bereft coast where I could play checkers with all of those lines in the sky from all of those airplanes. My name is Lavish. Are you more of a checkers fan or a chess fan? I like to play checkers because I don't know how to play checkers. I like to get out of my comfort zone. Uh, Not that I'm a great chess player, but I at least know how to play chess at a basic level. Mm. I only ever play checkers when I'm at Cracker Barrel. Ah, of course. (laughs) As is tradition. Oh, lordy. (laughs) Well, welcome, everybody. This is episode 75, like we stated up above. Uh, If you haven't caught on yet, we don't have a Corcus tonight. Uh, so be sure to send her loads of karma. She should be back with us next week or the week after next. And uh, we'll return you to your normal scheduled programming. But uh, we got a, quite a fun episode lined up for tonight, I believe. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All the karma to Corkess, of course. But she will return. She shall return. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think we got some interesting topics this evening. We got some, some, uh, producers sending in some interesting material mm. and we love it when, when the, the freaks of hazards do that, because, um, that's kind of the beauty of the value for value system is that our show, uh, is just made all the better by the people who produce it and the people who contribute and, um, and man, they, they find some really great stuff. No doubt. Really, really good stuff. And to quick answer Waz Yaledo's question there in the chat, hashtag greenroom on irc.zeronode.net, the gentleman speaking at the beginning of the show was a scientist by the name of David Keith. And I would like everyone to remember that name because we may or may not uh, be hearing from him later again uh, on tonight's show. Dr. David Keith. Actually, I don't know if he's a doctor or not. I think he's just a scientist. Oh, not doctor. I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. Um, well, Mr. David Keith. Before we uh, get too spoiled by uh, Mr. David Keith, uh, we should go ahead and hit this tarot card for tonight. Yes, indeed. And what a card it is. That's a cool card. I haven't seen this one yet from the Line Strider deck, which is the deck that we typically pull from. If you would like to check out this card, you can head over to zososcorner.substack.com. Z-O-S-O-S corner.substack.com. We got that card posted up at the top of the show notes. And if you subscribe, then all of our notes will be emailed to you every week. And uh, we got some fun pictures, some fun links, some brief commentary and videos of all the clips that we play from the show. It's all loaded up in there. We got fan art and whatnot. Some good shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but tonight's card was the Two of Wands from the Affirmated uh, Line Strider deck. And this is a, 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 a rabbit with two wands posted up in the ground behind him as he's put his, uh, I guess, a rabbit's paw on top of an orb. Some key words to uh, keep in mind for this card is investments, independence, long-term plans, foundation, travel, home, new projects, or businesses. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm steadfastness uh, from my book it says a traveler faces a fork in the road and a difficult decision outwardly this card is reminiscent of the fool but unlike the fool he is conscious of the future and he wants to make the best choice just as the high priestess guards the way between her pillars here the stag stands and stag represents the will and uh, the best choice may not always be made through logic but as the high priestess teaches 
through a deeper way of knowing that may be hard to verbalize. I want to say that there was a contemporary poet that really summed this card up in a just a, just a really unique and beautiful fashion. Um, that poet is by the name of Fatboy Slim, and uh, mm. I forget the name of his piece, but uh, to paraphrase, uh, one of his lines in that was, you could go with this, you could go with that. Oh, well, that would be weapon of choice, my mm. friend. Thank you. Weapon of choice. <laughs> uh, yes, a classic, a classic uh, piece of art from the great poet uh, Fatboy Slim. Uh, uh, very good. Yeah, and uh, on the two of wands, specifically from the line strider, the hare places one foot on a small orb, representing worlds, adventures, and opportunities. This card talks about the toddlers of new projects or businesses, travel, and fertility, hence the rabbit. The mm, card is about... Ponders the orb. <laughs> this rabbit's pondering all the orbs, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thump, 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 thump. Uh, it's about speaking out and finding your voice or making your own path. It is also time to set longer-term goals and plans and start investing in future success. Hashtag buy Bitcoin, whether in the form of a new project or business relationship or family. Hmm. Or family. That's right. You were at a crossroads. The, so this, the rabbit's paw and the squirrel is usually involved with this because... Um, the rabbit is like skittish and the squirrel is skittish and with mm -hmm. the rabbit's paw, you, not only do you have the luck of the paw, but you have the conquering of that skittishness and the discipline to, to overcome it and to, to boldly move, um, you know, in a very determined direction based on your, your journey so far. It's a decisive, uh, decision, you know, it's either this or it's that. That's right. Uh, That's correct. You know, a parting shot from the line strider. Uh, the two of cards in every minor suits usually refer to balance. Uh, you need to stay stable in every way you can, even ordinary mundane things like dieting properly or, and uh, getting enough rest. These will be very helpful mm. you, to you during this time. Nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. The two of cards. This <laughs> <laughs> <It's> a servo. <laughs> nice. Ah, uh, yes. This this card comes up a lot, the two of cards. Yes. While, while we were studying the sword, Cold Acid was pondering the orb. I bet I bet Cold Acid probably has a very large orb to ponder, if, it, if I had to uh, guess. If I was a betting man and educated. A big, cold, acidy orb. Mmm. The biggest. Mm. <laughs> the best. <laughs> Maybe ever. A big cold orb for a based acid. <laughs> oh, so based. Nice. Oh my god. Well, cool. Uh, like we said, if you would like to check that card out, head over to our show notes, sososcorner.substack.com, or mm. uh, if you don't feel like typing that in, you could go to our chat room. Uh, it's featured up at the top of the uh, the room description, the, the the header, as you might call it. Um, there's all sorts I might. of, there's all sorts of cool motherfuckers, badradio.live, click on that green room tab and, uh, you're in, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta enter, you just gotta go there. But we got all just sorts, we just, uh, we got all sorts of cool folks that hang out in those chats. Um, uh, one that we like to shout out all the time is none other than Servo, uh, because, oh, yeah. 
Servo does some really sick work with the hottest bot in the in nation, and that bot's name mm-hmm. is Gal. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, Servo has got, done a great service with Gal. We've had a, a bust put up of him in the green room. It's not a marble bust or anything. It's just one of those styrofoam ones that you put wigs on. But it is his, and uh, when we can afford a marble bust, then it will be replaced. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of like the styrofoam idea because you can stick random things in it and do yeah. different characters up with servo. Well, yeah, we've got we've got the the. It looks like servo. You know, we've got the bust. It looks, you know. You've you've seen him in the uh, in the dressing rooms and whatnot, so we just stole it from there. <laughs> yeah, we were we were keeping wigs and whatnot on them, but uh, no longer. We needed it for more important things. That's right. We've just, it just there's only one I think right now, right? He's the only one we've really got a bust of. The other ones are uh, voodoo dolls or something. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to order some uh, some portraits of Charlton Heston and Bill Hicks and Odorous Urungus, but with all these. Shipping mm-hmm. delays. I mean, it's just been a total fucking nightmare. Yeah, so, I a, I think I fucked up. T- I I know. Well, yours isn't a fuck up because it's not your fault. It's the shipping lines that are your fault. But I wanted to maybe like just carve my own Harambe statue instead of ordering one, and it's taking fucking forever. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give up on it. And just order the I'm just gonna order the Harambe statue. Gotcha. Well, I mean, if we get really hard pressed, I suppose we could go buy a bunch of housing insulation that Pink Panther pink shit, and uh, we can glue it together and create a giant block of foam that we could carve from. Oh, uh, just as yes. an idea. Just as an idea. A Michael Fongelo. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Lordy. Well, we have uh, oh god, we have a couple of other freaks of hazards producers to this program to shout out and thanks, uh, give thanks to for tonight. Um, first and foremost, we have the artist for tonight's show art. Uh, it's a uh, you lo- you know him, you love him, and he's back again. It's Turbo Faggot. Turbo Faggot. Turbo. Turbo. <laughs> he did some pretty funny. Uh, I think he said that he had found the the assy frogs uh, on the tonight's show arts, but uh, he doctored them up and uh, gave them the proper BTS branding that we know and love. Um, and I think he titled titled this piece "I Eat Assy," <laughs> which is beautiful. It was a beautiful piece. Very uh, very lovely. Simple. Um, and effective and it has it has our number it's, it's got it all it's it's actually really really well done i think oh yeah some good shit it's funny i like it i like it a lot uh, i like it a lot we uh he also sent in i didn't i don't think i forwarded it, forwarded this clip to you but uh he sent in this gym leaking the anime porn on the back end it's great grandma will love it grandma is gonna love it <laughs> yeah you know what you know what grandma loves man do you want to hear what grandma loves oh who sent that one in was that you you went and found that didn't you uh you know i'm i probably Uh, you know we'll keep it we'll keep it in an anonymous uh suggestion was uh was sent over uh, and okay so i i read that wasn't you then i i pulled the clip myself but i had to go digging for it (laughs) if you know what i mean 
I tried to cover for you, but you wouldn't let me. No, yeah, I mean, I like, like listen, I'll, I'll, I'll fess up and you know claim where I did the work, but I was not the original source of the material. I just had to go digging through fair. it. You know what I'm saying? Understood. I understand. So, uh, when you ask me what Grandma wants, I know we all know what Grandma wants. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. Uh oh, you know what Grandma wants. What's that? <laughs> yeah, that's what Grandma wants. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, sir, sir, seat sitter. This is not pulled from the episode uh, that we did with Japan. What? Uh, where uh, <laughs> seat sitter went and very pulled, cultured episode. If you haven't seen hentai. that one, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. Speaking of pulling clips, I wasn't able to pull just last week or two shows ago. They were having a lot of technical issues, and uh, Adam Curry said something along the lines of, yes, I am a giant troll, lavish. He responded to something I said to him in the chat, and yeah. I wanted to uh, clip it, but uh, I think all that shit was cut out. It was. I went back oh. and I listened to it, and that was a day that I was throwing up and like all sorts of fucked up and sick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But I even, I think I, who did I reach out to? I, I hit up Darren O to see if he kept a backup recorder going, but he had already cut it off before that segment. Uh, yeah. yeah it, was, it was it was way shot in the dark either way, but yeah, that's a professional show there, folks. Professional show there, folks. No doubt. Tell you the best, probably the greatest ever, and we maybe had, in the universe. We had another professional producer come through. It's uh, Coffee Von Dustbubble. With their oh, monthly, yeah. monthly donation of three dollars and thirty three cents, coffee. Mm. Mm. Thank yes. you, coffee. Yes, we hope you're doing wonderfully, coffee. Oh yes, love you, coffee. Yes, hit me up, coffee. We'll get some coffee. Oh yeah, <laughs> get some. <laughs> I'm gonna aerate that coffee with some dust bubbles. <laughs> some dust bubbles, Chris. Yo, that's nasty. Uber, I didn't know you like to get wet. <laughs> oh man, I <laughs> I don't get out of bed and <laughs> bed unless I'm getting wet. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh my god! You heard him, folks. It's on the record, mm. and it's only because of the value for value model that I can sit here and talk about me getting wet out of bed. Mm, that's right. The value for value model is the only thing that keeps us uh, from not being completely eradicated from the face of any medium on the internet. Mm -hmm, so thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah. 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 It's uh it's uh means that we don't play any commercials. Don't play any ads. You know, we talk about the stuff that we like. So if you got stuff that uh, you think that we would dig for the show, I know that um, Ringo sent in uh, his links for like uh, Oregon pyramids. That shit's really amazing. So mm. we'll gladly talk about the shit that matters, man. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, if you ever got something that uh, you want us to bring up in conversation, you know, as long as it's coming from a real person and not some creepy corporate sponsor, I'm more than happy to. Yep. You know, you do a commercial and, uh, oh, wait. I th Never mind. I was going to say something, but somebody else said it better than me. Ah, this is true. <laughs> but uh, newpodcastapps.com. You can check out all of those new podcasting apps for the Podcast 2.0 uh culture that's being propagated and disseminated it's all very excited so be sure to check one of those out and boost your favorite podcast boost me bitch boost me oh yes boost me oh 
Do a commercial. You're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore. And uh, end of story. We told you who was behind the schemes, but you'll never know who's behind the screens. Call our creep phone now and leave a screen mail. We'll play it on the show. 612-263-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-6-
<laughs> God damn. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. God damn. <laughs> Lost that about as hard as I could with an 18. 18. Oh, man. You're rolling fire these days, my friend. Mm-mm. I rolled a 15. It was pretty high, but not that high. Mm. Well, I that got high, spanked. But not that high. I got spanked, well, man. In the event that I won the roll tonight, I'm going to take a celebratory BT. Mm, you should do that. Thank you. <laughs> this is. We have to celebrate the little victories and the large ones, you, you guys. Um. Although I don't know, it's 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 crazy. I don't even know. Um. What I had bring coming in today was kind of a medley of things. I wanted to talk about some finance stuff because there are some interesting things going on in the markets uh, as a result of um, a lot of factors. And one of the things I kind of zoomed in on was inflation and on what the current reports are inflation are on on inflation. And I know that that can be a little dry, so I didn't really bring too much on the matter. I just kind of wanted to delve into it a tiny, tiny bit. Um, and then also there's some fun news in the vaccine front. Although I, I was just bitching to, to Booberry the other day about how saturated with COVID stuff we all are and how, you know, it's kind of almost hard to talk about COVID these days for me. Mm. It's just, it's just too much. It's COVID know? fatigue. <laughs> That's the yeah. real COVID long haul. <laughs> it really is. It's big, big fatigue there. And and just everything that comes with it, you know, how work is affected and home life and social life and everything is, you know, yep. everything that comes with it. Relationships rendered in half. Yes. Yes. Friendships t- torn asunder. Mm, asunder, yes. Yes. It's rough, rough seas out there. But... As a wise man once said, uh, no great sailor became so on calm seas. So everybody should just hang in there and know that, uh, you know, we're all in this together. And I mean that in the actual sense and not in the corporate, like, <laughs> trying to get you to, like, get shit shot in your arm way. I just mean it as in, like, I hope you have a great day. <laughs> we're Aww. all together. You know what I mean? That's, that's what we're all about here on Behind the Schemes. We get behind the schemes so that we can laugh at them and just, be behind them, you know, as opposed to them being behind us. Yes. Yes. Uh, but in the vaccine world, uh, the Air Force discharged uh, 27 people for not being vaccinated. Um, this report came from the U.S. News uh, today. And this is, I guess, on record, the first instance of any military service people getting discharged for not getting vaccinated so far it hasn't actually happened uh there are people who have uh, resigned there are people who have you know taken you know fines or, or been punished in some sort of way uh i don't you know nobody's been court-martialed or anything like that as far as i know maybe these people were i'm not exactly sure i wouldn't imagine they were court-martialed but um the, you know they're just fired they're, they're got they were gotten rid of and this is the first time ever that uh so far that this has happened and it's a big deal i think it's uh it's kind of sad 
Yeah, they should have been Boom. Satanists, man. They should have just been Satanists. That's what legit. That's what I'm gonna do from now on. I can't. I'm a Satanist. Bodily autonomy and all that. It's kind of my thing. That's what they say. Religious exemptions are the major way that people have been weaseling out of out of getting in big trouble for this, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Satanism is totally legit way. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, man. <laughs> They're like, what do you mean Satanism? I'm like, Satan, have you heard of him? Yeah. You know? <laughs> hey. Tall, dark, and red, pointy horns. He's got that little tail thing and the tongue. Yeah. You know, the Illuminator, <laughs> the light, the shining star, the Eastern sphere or whatever. Look, dude, I'm not, I'm not worshiping a, a basket of pasta, you know? We're talking about Satan. Everybody knows Satan. This is the so. dark lord of this realm, man. Have a little bit of respect. Yeah. You heard of music? Music would be nothing without this guy. So have a little fucking respect, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Check yourself before you wreck yourself in eternal damnation, son. Yeah, bitch. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> sir, general. Sorry, sir. Uh, Went off the cuff there, sir. Yeah. Uh Anyway, yeah, that's that's good times. So that's the moral of the story. Be a Satanist if you're going to go into the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the people that were discharged, by the way, were all low-ranking, uh, low-ranking privates. So this could have very well just been a hazing scheme. We don't know, but yeah, I don't know, man. It wasn't there? The, I thought No Agenda was talking about a, a second in command of some naval ship. He got canned. Or put on leave or discharged. Uh, that was did he? yeah. That was or, did he, or was he forced to resign? Was it like a, uh, one of those situations, or or was it a where he got actually quit. discharged him? He might have gotten quit. I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, like a forced resignation. Uh, yeah, because being dishonorably discharged is much much worse than like I don't know resigning some situation where you resign honorably or whatever uh, i would imagine i am i have never served in the military so forgive me uh for any of our listeners who may be more um more knowledgeable on the subject than i but i just this this stood out to me today so i just wanted to bring it up and i support all of our men and women who serve us in the military and who who serve this country yeah, we've had a couple of uh, former military men on this show, and uh, one of them, Cadaver Eater, I forget which episode number it was, but it was the 10 minus 2 equals 20 episode. I can't remember mm-hmm. if it was a part of the conversation then or if it was something that we had talked about outside, but you know, uh, before COVID-19 was rolled out, he was talking about the you know the way that they give vaccinations you know you literally just cattle line up and you've got two people on either side of you injecting uh Mm -hmm. injecting both arms at the same time and you move forward and you get the whole slew of uh i'm not sure what all it is that that's given out but it's all just like yeah i was looking up clips for this thing like for this because it was so fresh that i don't think anybody's actually reported on it yet but everything I found on YouTube concerning like military vaccinations, it's just loaded with videos and images of what you're talking about, of just just people getting shot 
over and over and they're just needle 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 everywhere you look somebody's getting fucking stuck like a pig you know it's it's disgusting it really unnerved me to look this shit up and just this the, the needle imagery i i don't like needles man i really don't i gotta say i'm not the worst in the world with them but so i'm one of those dudes that get gross ex- get exhilarated by shots i, I don't know what it is, <laughs> is something, oh yeah something wrong with me getting blood drawn like, you, yeah you like let's do stuff? it <laughs> you know it's a rush i mean it's not a good rush it's not something i go out of my way to do <laughs> it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's like oh it's sweet a shot <laughs> eh? Eh? to each his own that's a good thing to have at least you're not just like freaking out or passing out or something when mm. every time we gotta go get something done you know well, see, if you never go get anything done, then you never got to worry about it. <laughs> oh, if, if you never get anything done, then you're just going to get more things done later. <laughs> Not if you can't One way or another, me. that needle gets... Yeah. <laughs> never going to catch me. <laughs> You'll never find me. He jumps off the cliff. <laughs> Suck later. these nuts. These nuts, 2016. Sorry, I keep shilling for that guy. I really want him to come back. Oh, Lord. <sighs> anyway, um, moving on. Uh, the economy is bad. Now, so now that I've pretended to be a military guy, now I'm going to pretend to be an economist. Um, but let's be real. Economists are easily the dumbest people of all of like the, the high-end white-collar class of people. Mm-hmm. The economist is like the... Um, I don't know, the bluegrass star. Not that being a bluegrass singer is a bad thing, but it's hard to become really, really monumentally successful as a bluegrass singer, right? Yeah. I guess. This is this is the way I'm putting it. Instead of being like a pop singer, instead of going the Katy Perry route, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, or, the, or the Taylor Swift route, where they all started off as something soft, country- church music and then they're like no i want to sell billions and billions and billions and, <laughs> trying to get uh, paid son <laughs> I'm trying i want to, get- to be the biggest in the world <laughs> <laughs> bitch i already got my vaccine exemption <laughs> let me sell my soul <laughs> that's the level where you you that's the fake vaccine cast of people where you can pay people to give you a fake shot Mm. you know on tv yeah like the ones that they give biden and kamala you know the fake shots Mm. you know what i'm talking about (laughs) yes oh lordy 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 (laughs) um so cnbc and a lot of uh mainstream news outlets have been talking about thank goodness about how fucking crazy inflation has been lately um Inflation apparently is uh, somewhere at like, uh, I think for for gas, it's 58% up for the year, um, among many other things. Actually, I'll have a friend, uh, not a friend, not a guy I know, but uh, who is this guy? Oh, no, I didn't even, oh, see, this is why I should, I shouldn't do BTs before my bits because I get my clips mixed up. Uh Uh-oh. Um. But that's okay. Let's hit us with clip number one that inflation is bad. Let's see what NBC has to say on the matter. Prices for just about everything are rising fast. 
In October 2021, inflation took its biggest jump in more than 30 years. It's hitting specific parts of the economy hardest. Drivers face a 59% increase in the pump compared to one year ago. The average used vehicle is selling for 26% more than it was a year ago. Vacation homes are renting out at a premium too. Nobody likes inflation. Nobody wants to pay higher prices for anything, really. Maintaining stable prices is one of the Federal Reserve's main responsibilities. In recent decades, the economy has hummed below the central bank's target rate. Now, post-pandemic, the Fed, they want inflation, at least for a while, to be above 2%. And they'll get exactly what they want simply because of the acceleration in rent growth. Critics say there are signs of turmoil in the economy that the Fed isn't hearing. I think it's pretty darn clear that the Fed cannot control inflation on the downside or the upside, given the current experience. The central bank has its defenders, too. The weight of the evidence is finally going Powell's way. Team transitory is going to win. There's a lot of reasons to think that inflation is transitory. It doesn't mean it's going to be two months. It could be a year. But it's not going to be 4 or 5% a year for the next five years. In the backdrop, governments are spending big to keep society afloat. The U.S. Treasury's debt is managed by the Fed. The bank's assets swelled as it printed trillions of dollars to backstop the country. Which leads to the question, can the Federal Reserve control inflation? And if so, what could it do to rein in the cost of living in the United States? Print more! Mm. Print more, print more. But that's what causes, that's traditionally, you know, economy 101, that's what causes inflation is printing money, devaluing uh, currency. I get and in our situation is fiat currency. I got two words for you. Gold standard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> have you ever heard of, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not the biggest Warren Buffett guy in the world, but have you ever heard his, uh, his golden baseball diamond uh, metaphor simile about gold. Mm-mm. No, I don't think I have. Warren Buffett claims that if you took all the gold that is currently in bar form, all the gold in the world and coins and everything, all the gold that is in a currency form on the, that is currently circulation on the planet and you melted it into a cube, it would be the size, roughly, of a baseball diamond, right? Okay. And a cube, of course, being equal on all sides. Right, right. So that amount of gold, in it, to simply put, is no way of sustaining all of the world currencies, all of the you know global, the international trade. It can't be founded on such a finite commodity. And... Um, I, that's one way of putting it, you know. I'm not an economist, like I said, but it is one way of putting it. Um, getting a little rain over here. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm I'm pretty terrible with money as is, and I would never presume to have the end all be all fix of anything or everything when it comes to finances, mm-hmm. especially when you're dealing with the finances of entire nations intermingling with um other countries but what i can say is if you blended all 7.88 billion people on earth into a fine goo uh, with the density of a human equaling about 985 kilograms uh, average human body mass about 62 kilograms you would end up with a Mm -hmm. sphere of human goo just under one kilometer wide really yeah A, 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 a tube of goo one kilometer wide well it'd be more like a meatball 
a meatball that would be the, the diameter of a, a kilometer? It's about as wide as uh, Central Park. God, I would. Someone has to make that. Someone, we need to pay bags or somebody to, to make that for us. A giant, giant bloody meatball in the sky of everybody. The, you know, Sorry, I didn't ultimate mean, equality. I didn't mean to. Yeah, <laughs> some fucking orange goo neon Genesis shit. Um, but uh, I didn't. I just when you were talking about gathering all the gold <laughs> and, and melting it all down in one break, I just remembered this meme that I had found years ago, and I went diving for it. <laughs> we need to we need to confirm that metric, and we need to uh, get it going. We need to get it going right away. Work on the meat tube technology immediately. Yes, <laughs> human meat tube. Get yours today. Indeed. Open source. <laughs> Collect your neighbor. <laughs> Collect your neighbor's cousins. Uh, Shit, we'll need well, everybody. <laughs> we'll need literally everybody. This is the point. We'll need everybody. Ev- everyone. Yes, that's you how know the meme. That's how behind the schemes will unite the world, not through financial means. Not through amazing gains and leaps in medical technology, but by grinding every single person into a vat of goo and then combining it and rolling it up into a giant ball. An orb. Ponder this orb. Oh my god. This is the future that liberals want, people. (laughs) Don't ponder this orb. Be unponderable. For the love of God, we're all depending on you. <laughs> For the love of Beelzebub. Oh, sorry. Very Satan-y. That's right. We yes. are a Satanist program. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, shifting back from Satan to some weird finance shit, uh, I, I will give you just a, a, light, a light and breezy uh, economics 101 on Keynesian theory. Have you, are you familiar with, I think his name is Robert Keynes, uh, the I, great economist? I know I've heard the theory before. No, I do not remember what it is off the top of my head. Well, obviously it's a very complicated theory because everything with economics is just convoluted and, and blown out. And uh, but one of the main uh, facets of it that affects our life, which really ultimately all money systems are based in this weird credit system, the central banking credit system, which keeps us in a perpetual state of debt. And, uh, you know, most of human productivity is dedicated to paying off interest Mm -hmm. on a debt and not actually towards contributing any substantial capital to a principal or to a foundational wealth that will then compound and develop into greater substantial wealth over a period of time, which is the way that wealth traditionally was built and should be built uh, at a very fundamental level. Now we live in a world where credit is king and um, we have, you know, petty little incentives like cashback rewards and shit like that. But at the end of the day, everything is, is, basically enslaved with through debt and the keynesian theory is another little chapter in that uh story of (laughs) what what banking has become and one of the ideas is that uh every year uh we should have two percent inflation the u.s dollar should have two percent inflation which means uh 
our, our dollar should lose 2% of its value consistently every single year, and that this will lead somehow to perpetual slow and steady growth. Could you please play clip number two? Yes, yes I can. The people who manage the US economy prefer to keep inflation around 2%. That's right. You hear that? That was such That's proof that NBC. <laughs> I let me let me do that one more time. I was not prepared. Here we go. The people who manage the US economy prefer to keep inflation around 2%. Ah. Okay. So my immediate question is what's the current rate of inflation? Your your immediate question wasn't who are the people that quote unquote run the American economy as this man just said. Oh, I mean I just I guess in the back of my head I automatically just assumed the central bank. No, totally. Yeah, and I'm and just the, saying it's Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, one more time. The people who manage the US economy prefer to keep inflation around 2%. Oh, they prefer. The people who manage the US economy prefer. They have a preference. If they could choose from there they could either go with this, they could either go with that. They're going to go with that 2% allegedly. allegedly That's the it. idea. That those who manage, and I don't even know if it said US economy, I think you just said the economy. <laughs> People <laughs> who manage the economy. Um, whatever that may be. Uh, they prefer to have it around 2%. That's what they would like, you know? Mm. It doesn't always happen, you know? Things are out of our, things are out of our hand. Um, but <laughs> as we found out, Markets are far more fixed, far more fixed than uh, than we give them credit for in the past. The rate of inflation right now is debatable because there are several metrics that can be used uh, to denote inflation. The ones that they talk about here, the, the next, uh, there'll, there'll be a clip that comes up on that. Oh, but before we get to that, to answer your question, hit number three real quick. Another short one. That's because a low and steady rate produces a healthy business environment. Oh, low That's and steady. Right. I like that. Low and steady rate. Yeah. So what a rate, a, he said an inflation rate, a low and steady inflation rate. This is, these are kind of, I don't know. It's like dump, dumping water on a fire causes a really hot, hot fire is basically what this person is saying in my head when, you know, when they say these words. Can you just play one more time, please? Yeah. That's because a low and steady rate produces a healthy business environment. It's like... <laughs> low and steady inflation rate produces a healthy business environment. Are these businesses vaccinated? Because that's the only way I know of <laughs> maintaining any health. <laughs> mm. <That's> stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, would it be inappropriate to consider this sort of like a bathtub and you get your water running full steam, full hot, full tilt, but you cracked open the valve two percent so you're just like pouring water and it's slowly leaking it's out. like say you have a maybe it's kind of like that how about this say you have a cheeseburger a bacon cheeseburger yeah and every year this in this cheeseburger never goes bad it's always great and your whole family you know once a year eats gets to have this cheeseburger not all the same one but just this one you know, and everybody gets to have it. And it's awesome. It's golden. And every year it gets 2% less and, and 2% less. And then, and then 5% less every year. And every year over the course of 10 years, over the course of 20 years, 
slowly this cheeseburger goes from being this big, Judy, beautiful cheeseburger into being this tiny little pancake <laughs> pathetic bullshit. Yeah, technical term would be White Castle slider. Yeah, it turns from White Castle. So originally it was this big, juicy, gorgeous burger, and now it's this White Castle slider. And they're telling you, well, this is what a cheeseburger is. <laughs> this is this is it. This is what it is. This don't, is the cheeseburger. Don't you remember? It was always remember? like this. It was always this cheeseburger. We've always and had sliders. And this is the really man. good one. Always had them. <laughs> yeah, isn't it great? <laughs> but then it doesn't stop. The che- the slider only gets smaller. So now the slider has become like you know a comically sized. It's. I mean, it just it keeps going on and keeps going on and keeps going and keeps going forever and ever and ever. And the only way to fix it is to raise the debt ceiling, to raise, to increase credit, to to lower uh, these you know phony baloney interest rates that the fucking Fed puts on all of us that banks can borrow at. Has to do with treasuries. Has to do with bonds. Bonds, by the way, the thirty. I mean, the bond rate is is the lowest ever. The bonds are the most steadfast and classic way. That old people used to save and and put away money. It, it's the most secure way because you have the U.S. government's backing on it. They are going to pay you that money in whatever time frame you take it out. If right now, if you took out a thirty-year bond and you invested this—that's investing in the U.S. government for thirty years and then paying you back interest on that investment. That's only paying at a rate of about one point seven percent. Inflation at a standard rate is two percent. So any time the bond rate like that, and that's the thirty year, that's the longest. I mean, if you get a five year, a ten year, that's one point three, and 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 diminishing from there, against what is right now probably three percent, but more along the lines of four or five percent inflation rate that we're experiencing right now, and in all of the major categories that actually affect us, like gas and meat and rent and, and you know these these very very important ways that you can't really cut back on you know you can't really affect that much um it's not luxuries it's not it's 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 a uh, it, anyway uh, they there are other metrics they use there's pc there's things uh, my last clip there you can hit number four uh yes or it's not the, my last clip but it's number four this is not just an American phenomenon. There is global oh, no. inflation. So if oops, sorry. Four. Uh, PCE and other metrics. Oh, sorry. The number was pulled off the. That was my fault. Here you go. Oh, okay. These rates are tracked in categories like food, energy, and housing. These components are then weighted against one another to establish their importance. The final scores that are produced are then recorded over time. The primary one you hear about on the news is called the Consumer Price Index. It tracks all of the spending from 93% of the US population. Then there's the trimmed mean inflation, which throws out outlier data and focuses on core prices. Movements in the trimmed mean signal a more potent inflationary trend. Then there's the PCE. The Fed really prefers to look at PCE, that is Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index. The Fed's preferred measure of inflation is broader than the trimmed mean, but it throws out some data from the energy and food sectors. That's because prices take bigger swings in these industries more frequently. What's included and what's excluded from each inflation index impacts its reliability. Gross. <laughs> Pretty gross, right? Uh. 
the two industries that yeah. swings at it the hardest is food and energy. <laughs> yeah. And these aren't, you know, particularly exclusive to one another. If gas prices goes up, realistically, it affects everything else, right? Right. I mean, there's nothing that that doesn't affect. Energy, if energy goes up, that affects everybody, you know? Um, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a quandary indeed. Uh, but the stock market, in a sort of way, has been re- responding uh, negatively. Uh, it's been, if you go on the S&P 500, it had a really, really sharp drop that was then quickly corrected by the algo bots. Um, but they definitely took a hit there. Cryptocurrency. And this is why people invest in crypto. This is why we, this is, when, when you take away these options, when you take away the bond market as a viable way to actually invest money, you leave only speculative means for, for people who really take it seriously. People who actually want to get into finance, they want to study, they want to learn all these things. Maybe they want to go into options trading or something crazy like that, or they want to go into whatever. They just want to learn the the, the fundamentals of 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 certain you know trading styles, and then they're driven to a certain thing. God forbid they're driven into currency trading and Binax or whatever. But the, people are driven towards this stuff because there is no. Th- these are the best options. These are the most viable ways to actually make a score and to put your money somewhere where that money will make money. <laughs> and cryptocurrency has, has proven over the last 10 years to be something worth investing in more than, you know, other companies such as, oh, I don't know, thinking about like PG&E, my local uh, uh, monopoly that controls electricity and, and gas. Mm-hmm. Just our, our our total, you know, uh, power company, you know, monopolized power company in the Bay Area, and um, they've done nothing but fucking eat shit. I mean, if you'd invested in them five years ago, you you would be eating it so hard right now. Not not going, not crabbing, not going sideways, but losing money year after year after year. So this is this is what people are left with. And uh, it's a very unstable situation. If if the if the economy weren't super rigged, I imagine things would be much worse. <laughs> we, in a way, should be thankful that the economy is so fucking fixed. Yeah, it's a good time. And this isn't just in America. This is a global thing. This is my last clip. Uh, global. This is not inflation just is an American phenomenon. There is global inflation. So if you're like, oh, the U.S. shouldn't have done that stimulus bill. Well, you know, China's got double-digit inflation. Um, the entire OECD actually has very high inflation. Let's put this up there on the screen. Uh, global inflation rates, apparently Japan is doing well. You know, they've always had some, you know, uh, monetary chicanery going on there. But the United States chicanery. compares with Spain, <laughs> Germany, South Africa, New Zealand, Canada, India, the Philippines, the U.K., <laughs> Italy. South Korea, Finland, Singapore, Australia, all of those companies have, uh, all countries have over 3% inflation. And you can see also Russia, Brazil, Turkey, Argentina, Venezuela, I mean, Venezuela and uh, Argentina, <laughs> longstanding inflation problems yeah. there. But we are very much, yes, on the leading edge, but it is entirely a global phenomenon. Well, it's not the only global phenomenon I can think of of recent memory. Oh? Yeah. You know, there was this one thing that we went through. 
A global thing? Yeah. Dude. Recently? Yeah. It was the Kiss End of the Road Tour. Their final oh my final God. farewell concert across That's the world. That's right. Yeah, dude. That's right. That's and that was quite the global event. Literally every nation on earth was affected. <laughs> uh you know, I was trying to remember uh, there's a it's not sharecropping, but there's another type of way of investing in farms in your area, and I can't remember for the life of me what it's called, but essentially you send them like a, a quote unquote subscription fee and then they mail you or you can go to like drop off spots and, and you can pick up huge boxes of food that they've uh that they pulled this particular harvest. I've heard that most of them, uh, in this area at least, like you can kind of check off some of the stuff that you want, but a lot of it is like, you know, this is what we've harvested. Here's here's what you got. I think they do them for meat as well. Is it Farm Futures yeah. according to, to Ned? Let me see. Farm Futures. No. Well, Farm Futures, that sounds like massive quantities of, of that uh, stuff on a commercial scale. Wouldn't it be funny if they, instead of sharecropping, they called it crop shares? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like with like a cute, like Silicon Valley spin. Crop sharing. It's, <laughs> man, it's not, it's kind of like a co-op in some ways too, but it's literally like you producing the farm with funds to keep them operating. So it's a privately owned farm. As far as I'm they, aware, well, I don't know. It you could can be owned buy by. Shares. They, cool. It could be owned by a conglomerate. It could or something. be owned by Bill Gates, man. That fucking Bill Gates guy, man. The seed. The seed. They had Adam Curry had that farmer on. I think I brought it up before, but man, Jesus Christ, that was eye opening. The farmer talking about the basic seed and mm. how tainted it is. Tainted it is. Yep. Oh man, I'd heard I'd uh, not to jump ahead to some of the stuff I got, but one of the movies that I watched, they were talking about Monsanto's bees that were resistant to the bug spray, mm-hmm. and I think that they could only they would only propagate Monsanto plants. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong on this second one, but I want to say that's what they were uh, what they were alluding to. Uh, community mm-hmm. supported agriculture. Uh, let's see where just food. Uh, a CSA. So that might be a lead to check into. Um, I want to say it was something. No, well, maybe it is a CSA. I don't know. I'll find some more information. Well, there's out. plenty of private farms. Like we got a lot of those even around here in the Bay Area, where it's it, there is a lot of urban stuff. Sure, by San Francisco, but. There are a lot of little farms around here that will sell like half half hogs, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you get a half hog or you get whatever. Yeah. I don't know how many, how much crop you're talking about when you talk about these, uh, are they just like standard care packages or is it a shitload of food? I would not, I'd say it's enough for any, any well, um, intending family could probably consume and. Maybe like a, mm. it, I, well, I mean, it's crops, so they're not going to last forever unless you freeze and can them. Um, yeah. So I, I would assume anywhere from one week to four weeks, I guess, depending on what you're doing with them afterwards. Mm. 
So. I'm looking at this one. Servo brought up, seeing if it's, yeah. Yeah, that's the one that I was sounds about at. right. CSA. And like I said, I think they do it for meat, too. So, I don't know. <laughs> mm. Invest yeah. in that in Bitcoin. <laughs> support your local farmer, support your local business. That's something that this COVID has really shown me, is that I, I really want to go out of my way and support these local businesses that I like, you yeah. know? Hey, you know who might so know? Farmer Todd. Farmer Todd? Hmm. You can look into Farmer Todd business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's all kinds of. We're not going to shill all the shit. You know, no agenda has got all kinds of shilling going on these days. Although, I guess I could shill. No, no, because this person likes their anonymity. So I'll ask them before I do it. But, well, actually, no, I will. I'm going to shill Junta's uh, wife's uh, uh, gummy business. Right oh, now. yeah. Yeah. I, I had it. I think I had a link. We should put it. If it's not there, we'll eventually put it in the show notes, I think. Um, Gummy Wellness. Oh, gosh. I think I posted it in No Agenda Social at some point. Uh, but if anybody's interested, uh, they're, they're really tasty gummies, I think. I think uh, I'm going to get a sample soon. Check them out. Yes, this is true. You know, I have that bookmarked. Oh. Whatever. We can chill it next time. There's plenty of time to chill stuff. This is also true. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think that just about wraps it up for me, my man. So, uh, well, if you want to, I was going to say, whatever you're feeling. Before we hit that intermission or some scream mails, I want to hear about this Danny Carey story, man. Oh, shit. That's right. The Danny Carey story. Yeah. Hit me All right. With that. Let me find this. Yeah. Yeah. Let me find that. Uh, okay. Danny Carey, tool drummer. Uh, arrested for alleged assault in airport spat. According to report uh, obtained by TMZ, Carrie got physical with another person, shoving them in the chest with two f- fingers and shouting, you're a fucking faggot, multiple times. Uh, we just got video of Danny's arrest. He's wearing a Chiefs jersey. It's unclear if he was at the game before the airport incident. The Chiefs, by the way, played the Raiders, and they fucking crushed them. My poor Raiders got spanked so fucking hard on Sunday. Um, Anyway, so this man was wearing a Chiefs jersey. Uh, You can hear him at one point. He's telling the cops that he's the drummer for Tool, (laughs) which is funny to me. They don't care. Yeah. They push him up against the glass. They slap cuffs on him. Um, When was this? This is today. Breaking news. Damn, this is Danny. breaking news. Damn, Danny, what you thinking, Danny? <laughs> yeah, this last report came at two forty-four p.m. Pacific time, which <laughs> was approximately oh five six ish hours. I got one uh, for from you from this current speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Lateralis, he's out. What? I don't know. I was trying to think of like a ladder. He's out. Ladder. Ladder. Oh yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. Ladder. Lalas. I don't. I see. You're doing the play. The tools. I get you. I see what you're doing. I had all my numbers fucked up. That's why I didn't land. Dude, this. I'm gonna post this in the chat. This picture of him. He is. You can tell he's so fucked up. You can just tell. (laughs) He's just bright red. His hair. He looks like shit. If I was Danny Carey and I was at the Chiefs game, and I would be fucked up too. If I was a Chiefs fan. If I was a Raiders fan, I'd probably be fucked up too. God, we got spanked on Sunday. It was ugly. Damn. Anyway, that's fucking great. 
God bless you, Danny Carey, and thank you for your courage, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Lordy. Uh, some, uh, some screen mails, and then uh, we'll do some in- intermission. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, seriously, yo, uh, what's up, guys? Um, I'm looking to buy some gifts or whatnot for my nieces and nephews. They're of the uh, Harry Potter-ish age. So, I don't know. 25? Would uh, crystals be a good idea? Uh, Quartz, wand, like large crystals? Or is there something that would steer me away from that? I don't know. Adios. Love the show. (laughs) Uh, Karma to Quirkus. Uh, hell, Carmen to the whole crew. Love you guys. Audio. Oh, yeah. Uh, Thanks, Dr. Sir. No, that's Special Agent Dr. Sir Mike Crotch on this production. Special Agent. Special yes, Agent. Sorry. Dr. Sir Mike Anonymous. Crotch. Anonymous <laughs> Special Agent Dr. Sir Mike Crotch. Top secret security clearance. Forward slash me tilts down sunglasses. <laughs> what kind of oh. crystal? You know what? I... I... I really enjoy and can appreciate some uncut rock. I mean, that's the cool thing about stones for me specifically is that is verifiably a piece of rock that's been around for a lot longer than you have. And I have, Mm -hmm. um, I, I really do dig quartz. It's one of the coolest rocks, you know, not for any, all metaphysical uh, elements aside, like quartz is just, you know, there's just something about it that, that just radiates energy. It's quartz is a, mm. is a great uh, place to start. Like, so if you could find something that, like that really just, you know, catches the eye. And if this is something that they want to hold, you know, is it of good weight? Is it of good texture? You know, does it feel good? Is there a natural grip in the rock? You know, what, what sort of points can you sit there and, because yeah, I'll massage rocks all the time. Uh, at least I used to, now mm-hmm. that I've got them all out, I kind of leave them as is where they are. But, um, you know, what, what feels good in your hands, um, with the metaphysical added, I mean, quartz is a good, like fool's card. It works for anyone and everyone. Um, but I'm a personal fan of fluoride. Or not fluoride, fluorite. Sorry, the windstone. Uh, we're all fans of fluoride. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying. But uh, uh, fluoride's cool. Uh, I love fluoride. Uh, green. I have a green fluoride that's very lovely. Um, in a triangle shape. Nice. And uh, one of my favorites also is uh, aquamarine. And I find uh, as a gift, well, if you're giving a gift, especially to a someone, uh, you know, a significant other or something like that, it's always good to know their birthstone. Um, if you can find their birthstone and you can give them a jewelry with their actual given birthstone, then that's a pretty darn thoughtful gift. Um, a little trick of the trade there. Also, I find that the style these days, especially with like earrings and stuff is, uh, they like the rough cut. They they don't want a super manicured gem. You know, they don't want anything covered with too much material like brass. Cause it gets like too fucking 
old timey Titanic y. Little um, uh, uh, steampunky. Yeah, a little steampunky, a little, a little Edwardian, perhaps. Um, but with this, you kind of want to go with, like, you know, what would Stevie Nicks wear? Like, what kind of weird rock would she just, like, put in her ear? <laughs> I think it's more about it putting in her, in her nose. <laughs> in her nose. Yeah, that's right. What what rock would she put? What rock would Stevie Nicks put in her nose? That is the rock that you want. <laughs> that's the rock you should get them. That's right. <laughs> so, that is medical advice. <laughs> trust us we're qualified uh, trust us no I'm, there's some uh there's some really beautifully wrapped pieces it, it's really like you know what can you find in the area and what kind of artists are working out of there but um yeah i mean there's i guess we could uh pull a list of like our favorite rocks and why i, I could definitely get a couple together maybe we should look at that in the future could be fun could be legal mm-hmm. Yep, could be, could be. Yeah, I think jewelry is a great idea, though. I think you nailed it. Jewelry. Oh yeah, always a good one. Always, uh, always fun. If if you're a jewelry type, you know some people aren't. I'm not the biggest jewelry type myself, but get into it more and more. Or right? I, you know what? I will say, special agent Doctor Sir Mike Crotch, if you can make something with some rocks that you oh, either boy. find or procure. That's probably the way to go. Yes. Dr. Sir, you need to go to your nearest uh, home improvement store and get a pickaxe and then go out into the hills and uh, get to it. <laughs> Hi-ho. Because I can't think of a thought, a more thoughtful gift. <laughs> That's good stuff. Um, speaking of good stuff, we got an intermission here. It's about 11 and a half minutes long. I want to this intermission is from Boo Berry. It's of his crafting creation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I found some uh, some really killer tunes, as always. Uh, <laughs> found some kind of as weird always. stuff. Uh, some weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> some of this is out there. I hope I hope you appreciated all of those links for this intermission. Is down at the bottom of our show notes, uh, as they are for every episode. So if you like something, especially the songs, a lot of them come from um, CC by website. So be sure to check those out. And that's uh, that first song is actually a CC by, and it's the uh, same mistakes by the Rock and Roll High Fives. High five. High five. Same mistakes I do 
just, uh, you know, there's no meaning to any of this. So I, uh, I wanted to find the most meaningless thing that I could come to and join. And, uh, and, uh, and here I am. Gotta admit, it's completely meaningless. Boy, that is just the absolute lowest aiming, you know, possibility that we could come up with. It's like icons. What do you, do you believe in icons? Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I don't believe in icons. Uh, I don't believe in personalities. I believe that peace lies beyond personality, beyond invention and disguise, beyond the red S that you wear on your chest that makes bullets bounce off. I believe that it's deeper than that. I believe we're a field of energy dancing for itself. And uh, I don't care. But there is no me, just things happening. And there are clusters of tetrahedrons moving around together. Here's Uplifting. the thing, it's not our world. None That's of this is real? Nope. nope. So you're just passing We don't through. matter. We don't matter. Oh, wow. Here's the good news. You know, I'm old enough to remember back to simpler, more innocent times when the worst thing you'd hear about the news was hijacked jetliners <laughs> flying into buildings. Oh, now, Gilbert, you're going to get into trouble again. Poof, coronavirus came from overseas, infecting folks across the land, Seattle, NYC. A little bat's virus loved those human cells. Next thing you know, the cases grow and the world has gone to it's a family show. Heck, poof, coronavirus came from overseas. Infecting folks across the land, Seattle, NYC. Poof, coronavirus called COVID-19. Quickly spread like a wildfire, now we're in quarantine. Now no one can travel or even leave their homes. Schools are closed, all kids must know, avoid the danger zones. We all must do our part to protect the ones we love. So if you meet at least six feet and handle doors with gloves, oh, poof, coronavirus came from overseas, infecting folks across the land of Seattle, NYC. Poof, coronavirus called COVID-19, quickly spread like wildfire, now we're in quarantine. We miss our Camp Fantastic and joining in the fun. But nasty little virus says don't care for anyone. An historic pandemic of its like we've never known. Poof, coronavirus, how quickly it has grown. We will all get through it, but things won't be the same. What will we learn from this dark turn? How will our lives be changed? COVID might be scary, but hope is on the scene. We'll beat coronavirus when we have that vaccine. Oh, poof, coronavirus came from overseas. Infecting folks across the land, Seattle, NYC. Poof, coronavirus called COVID-19. Quickly spread like wildfire, now we're eating Skittles in quarantine.
now return to Behind the Screens. Starring Booberry, Berry, 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 and Lavish, 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 and Welcome back, everybody. It's second, second half of a uh, show for. Oh God! What episode is this? Episode seventy-five behind the schemes. I, episode seventy-five, doing it live. Yeah, I was just so enamored by Doctor Francis Collins there at the end. I just everybody, let's just let's just give it up for that guy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh. that's well, that's a warm, warm round of applause for the doctor. <laughs> the good doctor. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's a. Uh, uh, bizarre, you know. I don't know. It's just bizarre mm-hmm. to me. Uh, what else we have in there? We had Scylla Vidzrats by the Shadow of Television. That was that middle song there. Uh, a clip where I find <laughs> Jim Carrey to be semi quasi uh, insufferable. Uh, There's just something about. Oh that man, that, like so funny. That that <laughs> rant is so great on his part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the interviewer's man. just like what. what? That oh. man is the human version of a completely burnout cigarette. Oh yeah, there you go. Where like the the paper around the filter is starting to darken and, and get singed. Yeah, yeah, and maybe it's been like sitting on the concrete for a couple of days, and the water's actually stained the concrete. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. Um. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> I got something else to stain your sidewalk. It's another screen mail. And then I'll hit you with a couple mm. of uh, anecdotes from my week and uh, a brief discussion about uh, my topic for tonight. Here's a screen mail. Mm. Hey, uh, so I think I, I left a voicemail. I went to the bees on my, you know, my contact list. And I guess I wasn't looking or wasn't listening and just left a voicemail for bowl after bowl. <laughs> instead of behind the schemes <laughs> but the uh the question was are ghosts assholes i think and i was gonna say yeah i know some people that did a blood drew blood with a ouija board on lsd and that room's been haunted ever since by this guy named hal or sal i can't remember exactly what his name is but i had some very important fuck with me that night i stayed in that room by myself and then later found out the story that they did Ouija board, drew blood, hammer on acid. And so ghosts aren't assholes. The people that summon ghosts are assholes is what I was going to say. But I think I accidentally left that voicemail to bull after bull. So that's going to be fucking weird. <laughs> at the end of the voicemail when I say, in the green room. <laughs> so I guess tomorrow, tune in to bull after bull to hear the original version. Fuck, I'm an idiot. Oh, caller. In the green room. <laughs> Or sorry, Listen, I mean, caller. In the <laughs> nope. Uh, in the abs, caller. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> that's good. You know, if anyone's gonna get high and send the wrong voicemail to any show, it's gonna gonna have to be to bowl after bowl. They're the ones who are gonna take your high, <laughs> your high calls. Nice. Well, I'm excited to catch that tomorrow. Hopefully live. Hopefully mm-hmm. live. Um, and then, and then we'll answer your question the following show next week when we hear the uh, when we hear your question there. Yeah, just watch out for acid rain in the meantime. 
Blood rituals and acid and Ouija. Jesus Christ. You fucking asking for trouble or what? When you're trying, trying, trying real hard. Oh, yeah. man. You know, Crowleyism shit, it's like the dark forces can be tapped through what you might call the fire hydrant of spirituality. And those people just fucking took a car and just knocked that fire hydrant over and let all the water come out. You know? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Summoning Loch Ness in the fucking process. Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Summon <laughs> their fucking great-great-grandfather who's displeased with them. You fucking idiots. Yeah. You know, something something well, crazy. Nice. Uh, Is this what I blah 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 for? Well, I was, uh, I was summoned uh, this past week on Thursday. Uh, we mm-hmm. discussed it on Monday's live but unpublished show that we did. But I went and uh, narrowly avoided with my life and limb uh, our intergalactic lords and destroyers, Guar. Um, they, mm. they left a bloodbath at First Avenue. Uh, just absolutely terrible. Heads were flying. Uh, whole intestines and full, like, complete strands went flying. Uh, faces, faces were ripped off. Oh, yeah. A lot of blood. Lots and lots and lots of blood. Uh, but I did get some video and uh, photos that I've posted in the show notes. I actually got the three songs, Black and Huge, where they... Um, how do I put this? Uh, they gangbang the bad biker bitch, which is a classic Guar character. Uh, she is Blothar the Berserker's ex-girlfriend. And her name is and numbers written in every stall, stall in every bathroom across the nation. Um, mm. Let's see. We also have Maggots, which was the big guitar duel song. And they had some fucking hair metal chode. <laughs> Sorry. They just had a mm. hair metal guy, and uh, he was doing a guitar battle with the two until he lost his face. And then um, our resident um, pooper in command, Joe Biden, he made an appearance. I loved this bit. This was this was a hilarious bit. Yes, uh, I actually I don't know. Let me know if the sound quality sucks, but um, I didn't actually pull this one from our show because the audio was worse. I thought this one was okay, but uh, here's mm-hmm. just a brief. Uh, <laughs> well, this is what happens to Biden. Hello, hello, hello! Boom, boom! Great to be here. The greatest city in the greatest country on earth. They said, Joe, they said, Joe, what are you, what are you, are you, are you crazy? Are you, are you, are you a madman? Aren't you afraid to go on stage with war? I mean, they've murdered every president. Every president they've murdered. they killed them all. This is not a joke. I am not afraid. Hell, I'm doing great. I've restored gas prices to a pre-pandemic high, and, 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 and I've uh, initiated a, a policy of Mandatory abortions for all vaccinated government workers. Uh, so I'm excited to meet Guar. Uh, I've heard great things about them. Uh, they're they're going to love me. Uh, so let's let's bring them uh, let's bring them back out here. Okay, folks, you okay? ready for some Guar? All right, maybe not. Gone. 
blood erupted. They chop off his head. Oh yeah. Sorry. Good. They did. They they certainly did chop off his head. It was quite a mess. Uh, I and spurted blood all the goddamn hell all over the place. Oh man! Started blasting everybody with the blood. Oh, dude. Well, a that wasn't the only thing that was getting (laughs) blasted. Blothar with his four cock udders was spewing all over the audience Mm -hmm. uh, during a big old sexy number that they were doing. Um, and it was blue, mm. blue goo. People would just open mouth or like, oh, oh, oh. Um, oh, yeah, you know, I saw the same, that goo. I saw some of the same reactions for the the blood of President Biden, and just people mm. were open mouth trying to get every morsel to you know good to the last drop. Um, yeah, uh, you know you, what that tells me, Boo. It tells me that we're no different than them. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, you know, funny enough, uh, InfoWars covered this back when the tour started out, and they had a line that I just kind of rolled my eyes that theatrical gore metal band Guar had their own way of saying, quote, let's go, Brandon. And I'm like, I don't know. Guar's done this to literally every president since Reagan. So to say that, oh, yeah, they're coming out and saying, let's go, Brandon. No, I mean, they're kind of. I mean, they they kill all the presidents. It doesn't matter who they are. But they don't know that they aren't they aren't fans. They aren't cool. They don't know that. Well, it's They're just no. a bunch of corporate <laughs> fucking whores. Now <laughs> um, I have a photo listed at the bottom of, of that section in the notes. It's the the carnage afterwards. That's the people that were able to get up and 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 walk out. Still, I mean, you can see just mm. all of the blood on the floor. Uh, it was quite vicious. Um, the band sounded great. There was some audio issues. I don't know if the, just the op was not turned on mics or whatever. So at the beginning of black and huge, you won't hear, uh, Blothar singing where he should be. And then there was this other thing. I don't know if it was like a limiter or something that blew on the console, but there was a, a sudden just boost in volume throughout the entire PA. I mean, it was so sudden and so loud, like you could feel the shockwave hit you. Um, hmm. and the, uh, the board operator was just kind of smacking what, you know, whatever was on that fader, he was just smacking the shit out of it. <laughs> Jesus. Was, that's uh, not a good sign. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> wow. I mean, you know, I thought they sounded really tight, but after that, my ears are just, they're kind of hurting, you know, cause it was yeah. so loud, but, um, that's the problem with a lot of that gear. If something goes wrong, someone hits something too loud, man, it will just blow your ears out so hard. Fucking put you in it puts you in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I there was one very specific reason why I was so excited about this show. I was hoping that Hunter Jackson, who plays Techno Destructo, is one of the original artists that came up with these characters before the music was introduced. Um he had finally done mm-hmm. a reunion show with them and it was this tour. I mean, there was a, a streamed concert that they did last year. That was his big comeback. Um, and he was there for a lot of the dates, but I guess he's been out for the past uh, week or so, maybe by a couple of days. So he ended up not being there. And that's the like the one thing that I was definitely most stoked about. This is the same dude I told you about that uh, I, I delivered all that stuff over to him that used to belong to him. Mm-hmm. Old mm-hmm. Uh, art books and college books and whatnot. So, I don't know. I was I was kind of bummed. Uh bummed to miss that, but maybe next time, maybe next year. We'll see what happens. Mm. Apparently there's a lot of covid going on around this tour. Uh Techno was out. 
Their bass player was out, and they ended up having to get a sub. Uh, their bass player, Casey, Casey Orr, was in the hospital, funny enough, um, but he was still... With COVID? Yep. With COVID, and he was uh, he was grateful for the the vaccination because he can't uh, he couldn't have imagined the symptoms without the shot. So I'm glad to see that he. Oh, made it so out. they were all vaccinated. Well, you have to be, you got to be. So so just to be clear, everybody who is sick, hospitalized, or discontinued from the tour, who got COVID was vaccinated. I think I Hate God even can't, it was one of the openers. Uh, it was either that or Napalm Death. I didn't get there. Um, I didn't get there soon enough to see either opener, but I had seen uh, in one of the forums people ask what would happen to the. Uh, so one of the two, but uh, yeah, I guess they had the same issue with uh, too much too much Rona. They weren't able to do the show. Jesus. Well, just going to show you everybody who I've seen who's been hospitalized with COVID was vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that is very uh, safe. I haven't, I don't know. I just haven't, I don't know. I mean, I've heard a couple instances of a few instances here and there of people who are not vaccinated getting COVID and, and getting sick. Hey, and I, one or two instances of somebody dying, but was it of COVID with COVID? I'm not sure. I didn't know them personally enough. I don't, I don't know anybody who has died intimately um, mm. of it. But I know everybody who's gotten the vaccine has had some adverse side effect from it. Well, uh, at least the members of GWAR didn't end up with dermatographia. Are you familiar with dermatographia, Lavish? Yeah, I am. I am familiar. Uh, Because of the email girlfriends that I had in middle school. So, I had a clip, but I think I'll skip it. Uh, Dermatographia is a condition also known as skin writing. When people who have dermatographia lightly scratch their skin, the scratches redden into a raised welt, similar to hives. These marks usually disappear within 30 minutes. And anecdotally, uh, I know someone who knows... uh, I know someone who, who knows someone that got their booster of Moderna and developed this condition where you can actually assign out words on your arm. Um, I've seen it anywhere from like light, um, just like light rubbings will get a reaction. I mean, some of it is, it's fairly uh, 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 inflamed. I mean, that's, that's what it is. It's skin inflammation. Um, It's it's Mm -hmm. hives. And, uh, yeah, you know, he's, <laughs> he's really glad that he still got the shot because at least it's not COVID. Yeah. Uh, sad. I just, Jesus. And I, I guess you can, there's like, <laughs> uh, long-term management therapies that you can do and you can take antihistamines and whatnot, but you know, who's paying for that? Is it your employer? No. Is it going to work, and is it just another pain in the ass you'll have to deal with for the rest of your fucking life? Uh, yeah, but I will say, if uh, if you suffer from this condition, or uh, maybe that's a not kosher, and maybe, <laughs> maybe that's a non-PC way to put it, but if you have this and would like to help promote the show, I got a couple of things I think would be kind of cool to write out on someone's body. Yeah, yeah. Booberry's gross like that. So if you have a condition that you want to exploit for the show, Booberry would be more than happy to accept all of your um, contributions. It's art, man. 
you know, it's like it's it's taken this this dark arts vaccine magic and flipping it on its head. Mm-hmm. It, it's turning the mirror back on them. I know, I know. It's it's in its uh, awareness too. You can go down that road, and you can play the awareness card. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, art is supposed to get a reaction out of you, and if that reaction happens to be vomit, then you know, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> so there you go oh man uh moving on from the second most exciting thing apart from COVID-19 uh we have some mild climate change uh stories to talk about tonight and I'm talking very about, mild I'm talking about actually changing the climate this story mm-hmm was sent in by Bully Steed, and I, I, I think, if I remember the email correctly, someone uh, that she listens to uh, with the show fairly frequently sent this to her, so that's exciting. Um, but this article oh. came from The Guardian. China modified the weather to create clear skies for a political celebration. In fact, it was for their centenary, uh, July 1st of this year. Oh my goodness! They had their centennial this year for like the Chinese Communist Party. Yes. Whoa, that's a big deal. That's a big, big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh my goodness. So I got this kind of kooky France twenty four video to walk us through what's going on because I it it lays out so many concurrent themes with material that's already out there. As far as how this methodology is practiced, maybe we can get into other places that similar tactics have been used. Um, yeah, I got some, I got some neat stuff, but I'll hit you with Mr. Blue Skies number one. Maybe not. Maybe if I turn my fader back up, I can hit you with that. Back in July, the Chinese Communist Party marked its centenary with a ceremony attended by ten, tens rather, of thousands of people on Tiananmen Square. Now, a report has just been released by Beijing's Tsinghua University revealing that the government artificially changed the weather for that event. Peter O'Brien, France 24's technology editor, is here to tell us more. Hello, Peter. Hello, Annette. It's not the first time that China has reportedly hacked the weather for a major event. Most famously, they did it for the Beijing Olympics back in 2008. So what made it different this time around? I'm going to pause it there for a second. Who hacks the weather? Is it like... Hackers. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. I'm in. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm a total hacks, bro. God. Fucking hacks, bro. Fucking storm clouds 42069, motherfucker. <laughs> asterisk, asterisk. I am the lightning, bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Asterisk. Did you say asterisk, asterisk? Yeah. Yeah, uh, sir was right. Who hacks the weather? Assholes. <laughs> there we go. That's the, <laughs> that's the money. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Here's the rest of it. Well, it was as if by magic this time. So the centenary celebration started about uh, 8 a.m. And it was overcast conditions at the time. And then 
after the shortly after the events, the rangers started chucking it down. It was as if the weather was as perfectly choreographed as the event itself. And compared to other events, well, like the Olympics, for instance, where we weren't sure what ex effects exactly were happening um, as a result of China's attempts to modify the, the weather. Well, this time we've got this peer-reviewed report quite clearly showing that because of the weather modification, well, the pollution dropped in Beijing. It went from good, uh, it went from moderate to to good on the World Health Organization scale, and that's a result of this cloud seeding technology artificially creating more precipitation. Now, China has clearly refined this technology after spending billions of euros on it and testing it extensively. They employ tens of thousands of people in their weather modifi um, modification bureau across China, and last year they announced they were, ex they were planning to extend this program to cover an area spanning five and a half million square kilometers. That's one and a half times the size of India. The, the idea is not of not just then to reduce smog or to make pretty pictures for, for events in big cities, but to help rural areas fight droughts, preventing hail, destroying crops, and even just, uh, stopping wildfires and dust storms. Destroying crops. <laughs> Did you hear that at the end? <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so an area uh, uh, one and a half the size of India they can they can change the weather they can choreograph it like there's a stage manager calling this shit in um mm -hmm. some of the techniques i believe that they used for this operation was uh spraying uh rockets of <laughs> silver iodide into parts of the sky and it helps induce water droplets to cluster around those particles and, and, and increases the amounts of uh or excuse me chance of precipitation um and the Guardian went on to claim that the study, quote, adds to a small but growing body of scientific evidence around the success of the technology. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love how they're spinning it. It can help people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least China has the actual nads to just fucking be open about it and... They're like, yeah, this is what we're doing. America has to tiptoe around it. America has to, the, the Western world has to just like pretend that they don't do it, you know? Oh, we don't have any way of, you know, a hundred, over 150 patents sit at the U.S. Patent Office right now that have to do with weather, weather modification. That's a fact. You can go look that up. And that's, that's truth. Fucking explain that, dude. It ain't gonna Anybody, modify please itself. fucking explain that. <laughs> uh, modifying this hey, finally getting some rain over here on the bereft coast for the first time god knows how long i blame somebody for that um <laughs> but mo uh i think uh, most of those if not all of those patents go to really three companies one of them being the big one being raytheon if anyone's familiar with uh, raytheon uh, aeronautics do you want to see my shocked or, uh, face oh uh, yeah. This is it. Oh. I know. Nice. Look at that. I like it's it. It's grotesque. Look at that. Yeah. I'm shocked. I'm I'm floored. Gross. Yes. It's a stunner. Um No, I mean that is you're you're beautiful. <laughs> oh. That's gross. Uh so I don't think I don't think I'll play this full <laughs> second clip here because we already talked about what they were doing, but I want to say she talks about magic in her question. Let me let me see. Our rainmaking is no longer just for wizards or um, various other 
people who have yeah. so-called wizards. special skills. So explain to us, how does Cloud... Oh, yeah, the wizards. Yes. They have a certain set of skills. You're a wizard, Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a wizard, Jacob. You're a wizard, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Everything the light touches, my son, can be yours. Uh, and then you call in the storm. And what light? <laughs> do you uh, do you want to hear a clip about them firing off the rockets of this shit into the sky? Oh fuck yeah! And how do they get those chemicals up into the sky? Is it with a plane? Well, of course, planes are used um, traditionally. You can use flares attached to the back of planes like this one here, which will release these chemicals into the clouds directly, or you can use dispersers on the ground if the weather conditions are right. China, though, pre prefers to use um, rockets, so it fires shells full of silver iodide into the air, um, which then explode in the clouds and create rain. One day before the anniversary celebrations, in fact, in the mountains southwest of Beijing, one source told the South China Morning Post that it was almost like a war zone because there were so many sh shells flying into the air. But it gets stranger. Sometimes you don't even need chemicals at all. This year, the United Arab Emirates, which of, of course needs all the rain it can get, started using drones equipped with electric shock devices. These fly into the clouds and release a burst of kind of jolting these water droplets together to form rain. And, and it worked. I mean, look at the results here posted by the Emirati Met Office. <laughs> Thunderbolts of lightning, very, very frightening me. Galileo. Billy Gates. Galileo would be like, <laughs> Billy Gates. <laughs> Bill Gates totally fucking can control the weather. Do you know how sad that is that Bill Gates can control the weather? <laughs> Doesn't uh. it make you feel worthless and weak? Let's grovel. Just uh, grovel. I just want to learn gardening, and I want so many fucking silver and gold coins. I fucking my eyeballs in them. I just want to go out my parcel of land. Yeah, you get none of that. Grovel, I say. Uh, grovel. Ouch. Why can't I change the color scheme on Windows 11? Why can't I fucking change the color scheme, you stupid fucking assholes? Silence. God damn it. Silence. No night mode? Ouch. 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 I had enough of that. Enough of that. Jesus Christ. And next Jesus thing you know, you're going to come out as a full-blown conspiracy theorist, goddamn you. Now, humans literally want... are changing the weather, but some people are, are worried that uh, we're playing God or, or playing around with Mother Nature. As yeah, is. yeah, of course, that's a major worry. And the, it's, it's inevitably spawned all sorts of conspiracy theories. Some people think there's a global nefarious scheme to control the weather led no. by <laughs> Bill no, Gates. No, no, of course, no, these no are, are untrue. <laughs> what? There are legitimate no. reasons to fear the technology it's no. been been weaponized before, for instance, in the Vietnam War. The United weaponized? States what? Cloud Technology? Seed. Weaponized? No. No, during no Vietnam, way. can you believe it? That was the Are one you telling me that they're they're taking technology and they're what they're what what did he call it? Weaponizing it? Is that what the word he used? Yes, that sounds like a threat. That sounds like a very violent word, okay? God, what a negative Nancy. Yeah. It's like, you know, they're like really good people in the world. You know, it's not like people just like, you know. There are a lot of great people that have a ton of money that fund science, and they totally don't do it because they're not part of some sort of giant industrial complex that no. funds this sort of what? thing. What? 
That's Man. not how the world works. Just let them spray the sun. Let them spray. Sorry, spray the sky. Let them, let them cover that sun up. You've been getting too much vitamin D. It's getting to your head. You're going crazy. You're starting to get those so eyes. Hot. You're getting those eyes, man. Mm-mm. Jesus Christ. People <laughs> weaponizing technology. And I guess you could say the, the earth is flat, too. You fucking, fucking dumbass bitch. <laughs> uh, fucking Jesus. You know, I think there's only one thing that's going to improve your mood at this very moment. <laughs> surely, surely it's an ad read at the end of this clip. Tell me. Oh, <laughs> thank God. It's the only thing that could have cheered me up at this very moment. It's okay, bud. I'm looking out for you. Eating to sort of prolong the monsoon season season and disrupt the Viet Cong's supply chain. And partly because of this, so-called weather warfare is in fact prohibited under an international treaty. Now, imagine the effects of this uh, powerful technology are so unpredictable because the weather itself is incredibly unpredictable. Yeah, that's right. But of course, we're, we're getting better at predicting it thanks to devices like this one. So this is the Natatmo home weather station and you can plonk it outside and it tells you exactly what the weather conditions are like. Um, previously, you'd need all sorts of different tools, but this does them all in one. And the reason I'm showing you is it's, it's also a crowdsourcing initiative. So Natatmo collects the weather data and shares it with meteorologists to give them a much clearer I idea about weather conditions on a local level <laughs> okay mm. <laughs> how can you prove to me that you're not selling mini harps that's what i would want to know and uh, if they are can we get one <laughs> can you get a couple <laughs> Can we just do like the local? Like, can I just make it rain over my house when I want it to? If I just don't want to, like, I don't know, water my garden or if I want to give the sprinklers a rest or something. Yeah. Just... I wonder if you could fine tune it in such a way, focus it where it only rains on you. It only rains oh. on me. And you're like a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. If someone follow around with a tuba. I think we're mixing like and matching it. cartoons here, but I, yeah, I, I do like it. <laughs> it's a crossover. It's cool. You know, oh, best man. of both worlds. Uh, this clip had a crossover in it, though. They started talking about Operation Popeye, which I was not familiar with. That was the uh, tactics that the U.S. Air Force was implementing in the 1960s that they were referencing. Talking about using cloud seeding technology to flood out the Viet Cong, uh, using strategic bursts of rains to just flood them out. Um, I have a quote, mm. funny enough, from Ripley's Believe It or Not. <laughs> ah, I do believe it. Uh, the plan used cloud seeding technology, a technique commonly used today to disperse fog and induce rainfall in dry climates. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Um... According to, because they're just talking about spraying the chemicals up in the air, I misread there. According to Colonel Ed Soyster, his team had been given four objectives by the Department of Defense for his CSEA rainmaking program. Their goal was to soften roads, cause mudslides, wash out river crossings, and extend soggy conditions. Uh, with the Vietnam uh, Vietnamese experiencing monsoon seasons every year, much of the country's population was accustomed to dealing with the frequent rain. Uh, the American forces hoped that they could extend the rains and tip the scales of the conflict by getting them too wet. 
to it. Hmm. Damn, Vietnam. I didn't know you like to get wet. Mm. Uh, now I have a full clip detail. It's two and a half minutes. It might be a little long. Uh, let me know if you want to hear it or not, or I can continue reading some sure. stats. Um, so this, yeah, I'm, for a clip. I'm not sure what the documentary came from. It was clipped out of something else and posted, uh, singular, singularly. A little over mm-hmm. a decade later, the U.S. military conducted experiments bum, to bring bum, weather bum. to the battlefield. So dramatic. October 1966, the Vietnam War is in full swing. U.S. military scientists are devising a way to slow down enemy forces using the weather. U.S. had gone from advisor status to in-field combat status and were not doing well. As a result of not being able to make progress on the ground, the U.S. went to bringing the battle into the atmosphere above the battlefield. The Air Force employed a groundbreaking military directive called Project Popeye. Project Popeye was a weather modification program that involved cloud seeding. And the idea was to produce or exaggerate the monsoon rains that are traditional in that region. Experiments are carried out beforehand with the military aircraft dropping silver iodide crystals in clouds over a strip of the Laos Panhandle, east of the Belovens Plateau in the Sikong River Valley. Fifty cloud seeding runs are conducted. 82% of the clouds seeded produce rain within a brief period. So Project Popeye then became Operation Popeye. Um, it became a proper military program during the Vietnam War. The goal of Operation Popeye was to extend the monsoon season and create an inordinate amount of rainfall by seeding clouds over the Ho Chi Minh Trail. The Ho Chi Minh Trail was the primary supply route by which the North Vietnamese Army really supplied its troops that were operating uh, in combat forces operating in South Vietnam as well as supplying the Viet Cong. So it was the most significant logistical uh, center of gravity to the North Vietnamese and it was an important strategic objective for the United States and our allies South Vietnam to try to interdict that supply line to cut off those supplies to the enemy. Operation Popeye's objectives are to soften road surfaces on the Ho Chi Minh Trail, cause landslides along roadways, and wash out river crossings. The military had their own catchphrase as a result of this program, and it was, make mud, not war. They flew over 2,600 missions from a period of 1966 to 1972, and it's believed that it did exacerbate the amount of rainfall and probably extended the monsoon season by 30 to 45 days. Mm. (laughs) Some historians believe that they added an additional 35 inches of rainfall Oh my goodness, back then. Yeah. 2,602 flights is something that didn't work, by the way. Because mm-hmm. everyone always doubts the effectiveness of these programs. <laughs> but, yeah, but, you know, they were just going through the motions anyway, because they love to do that. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's so fucking, that's so crazy. And like Sirwa says, it's crazier to think that it doesn't exist at all than to think that it does exist, but governments wouldn't abuse it. Or somebody wouldn't abuse it. No. Given, why would they abuse it? You know? They're only looking out for our own good, man. They only <laughs> we have live in our... this funny time. Was that? Sorry? <laughs> they, <laughs> they only have our best interests in their hearts, okay? That's true. Jesus. We, but, but we live in this weird, crazy time where like, we think we live in the future and that we know everything, but... We, but that's too far. 
Mm-hmm. It, you know, changing the weather, that's science fiction. You know, we, we aren't that advanced, but we're still advanced enough to know everything, though. So it's okay. How old do you think this technology is? If you had to ballpark it, give me a year. Mm, that sounds good. Hmm? What? I said, if you had to ballpark it and give me a year, when do you think this technology was introduced? Oh, shit. I have... That is so hard. I have no idea. I mean, if you're telling me that it was around in the 60s, that would be earlier than I would have supposed. I would have figured they would have figured it out in like the 70s or the 80s. (laughs) Maybe. The earliest. Oh, man. Well, this clip comes from an episode of the Higher Side Chats with Greg Carlwood. Uh, his guest for this episode is Matt Landman, who's also been featured on a friend of the show's uh, Dean Reiner on his Up Is Down podcast. He was on episode 105, The Damned Son with Matt Landman. Um, and Matt's going to lay it out when this all uh, was tested out the first time. And I, I'm not mistaken, this is in your neck of the woods. I could be wrong. Back in 1916, Mm. okay, uh, a century ago, 1916, this scientist, Professor Hatfield, he was hired to research if he could make it rain because in 1916, San Diego was experiencing pretty severe drought. As you know, it's a desert oasis down there. Usually doesn't get much rain. Mm -hmm. And Hatfield, he was paid by the county of San Diego to see if he could make it rain. He went up on a tower. He built a tower a couple hundred feet tall. He went up and developed a proprietary chemical concoction, primarily silver iodide, we've learned, and he sprayed it into the sky. It created a torrential downpour, flooded, and bursted the dams. The city of San Diego went to him and said, you caused this. And they fined him and sued him and held him responsible, even though they're asking him to make it rain. They didn't want him to make it rain that much. (laughs) So all the way back then, this experimentation and research into weather modification started. (laughs) Damn. You got a fine. So (laughs) build back better fines. (laughs) Great job, but too great a job. Fuck you, bro. Oh, my God. Man, it's kind of sounding like it's a lot easier than we're giving it credit for. Oh, it sounds like you just create an electrical discharge of a significant, just a significant electrical discharge. will do it. We'll make water come together. (laughs) We'll kind of get to that here in a second. But uh, before we do that, do you want to hear LBJ get all jitty about this? (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, Linden. So I had these uh, next couple of clips that I got here. They actually come from the documentary that Matt Landman released called Franken Skies. He's got a website proper. You can watch it for free. That's not where I pulled this version. It's linked, so you can check it out. Unless they pull it, uh, which I've been going back through the show notes, and we're already losing videos here and there. It's a sad sight to see. Mm. Sad. What happens? But I got him saved. I'm watching you. Um, <laughs> someone's got to do it, but, uh, this, uh, this comes, I, I found this via the Frankenskies documentary. This is Lyndon B. Johnson talking about weather control. It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather, and he who controls the weather will control the world. 
that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer. And he who controls the weather will control the world. That's a uh, man. Can you believe he's a crazy conspiracy theorist? <laughs> oh, man. That guy is the father of conspiracy theories. Uh, Without him, JFK never would have taken that fateful drive down <laughs> down through downtown Dallas that day. Mm, that fateful mm, day. Mm, mm. Dude, it's... <laughs> old Winky. It's old Winky. <laughs> old Winky Poo. Oh my god! God damn, douchebag! I've never seen a, I've never seen a, an incoming president smile harder off of an assassination. So stoked, man! What a great day today is. Dot <laughs> LBJ. I knew I was gonna wake up wet today. <laughs> mm. I knew it was a great day for it. Oh man! Silver iodide is an inorganic compound. The compound is bright yellow, so. It's- photosensitive photography antiseptic and in cloud seeding there you go is that coming from the book of knowledge this is coming from the book of knowledge oh that's got to be gospel then at this point jesus that's right you normies can't argue with me this is what the actual thing says Mm. that's right stable compound well dude you know they don't just use silver iodide now We've had a hundred years, excuse me, so 1916, a hundred years, that would be 2000, uh, never mind. Yeah, 2016, minus three years, 97 years later, you know what they're using? They're using What's that? motherfucking lasers, son. That's right, I said lasers. Lasers, bro. I um, knew it. I fucking knew it. Fucking he, lasers, bro. Here's... Michio Kaku speaking on the uh, CIA broadcast service about lasers, son. Well, instead of doing a rain dance, we physicists are firing trillion watt lasers into the sky to actually precipitate rain clouds and actually bring down lightning bolts. When you have water vapor and you have dust particles or ice crystals, you can precipitate rain. It condenses around the seeds. These seeds can also be created by laser beams. By firing trillion watt lasers, you rip apart the electrons, creating what are called ions, bringing down rain and even lightning. Well, I remember reading the stories that China had used this during the Olympics, that the USSR had used this after Chernobyl to create rain clouds. I mean, w- did those really work then? We have some of these capabilities now? Inconclusive. Even in the 60s, the CIA <laughs> used this to uh, bring down monsoons during the Vietnam War. Governments have been no. with alleged this to. thing. Alleged to. Alleged to, right. Yeah. Now, I want to I take it back there for a second. But Inconclusive. A- I know, That's so funny. right? That's- He's like, we have proof that all of this stuff happened. She's like, so there's proof that all this stuff happened. He's like, no. So anyway, here's more proofs that this stuff happened. Yeah. It's so funny. Man, this whole fucking back and forth just, it boggles my mind. It boggles me. But uh, so they end up talking about Operation Popeye, uh, which we just Mm -hmm. discussed in Vietnam. Uh, I think this is where she's asking her question. I'll take it back. Did those really work then? We have some of these capabilities now? Inconclusive. Even in the 60s, the CIA used this to uh, bring down monsoons during the Vietnam War. Governments oh, inconclusive. Have this alleged, thing. To. alleged to. Alleged to, right. Yeah. Now, real- <laughs> correct some mid-thought. Alleged to. Alleged. Allegedly legend has it. 
Inconclusive. Inconclusive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm confused. That's great. Yeah, so it's all hearsay. It's all just pseudoscience, but we can also fire trillion watt lasers into the sky to elicit thunderbolts of lightning. Very, very frightening me, Billy Gates. <laughs> oh, well, these are strange times we live in there, boo-boo. Oh, man. Dude, the CIA, they even in 1967 were trying to control uh, lightning strikes. They'd send guide wires uh, up into the air. <laughs> it would create a lead that the lightning could follow. Uh, <laughs> they would, uh, I think they would parachute a spike into the ground. So they would leave a line uh, up in the sky and then parachute the spike down into the ground on, on target. Uh, allegedly, the hypothesis was. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they would try to, and this was another way of modifying the weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, quote from Forbes, no doubt. A relatively cheap barrage may be laid down, and there should be little or no evidence left of what caused the lightning storm. Uh, it, the technique would allow the CIA to call down what looked like the wrath of heaven on a target without giving away that they were behind it. It would certainly be a useful capability, dash, if it could be done. Hmm. <laughs> Oh man! Are they you know, talk about uh, Tesla being able to do this pretty easily, mm-hmm. and being able to not only change the weather but also like cause earthquakes. Oh yeah, and um, transmit electricity over long distances wirelessly, all kinds of things. I mean, Tesla was is the guy. He is the guy. Yep. Yeah. It's all about electrical frequencies. That's what our entire existence is, is electrical frequencies. Mm. That's cool. It's fun stuff. Yep. Do you... Uh, oh, so there was something else interesting in this article by Forbes. They, uh, they reference uh, the CIA was keen on psychological operations invoking the supernatural, such as a scheme to persuade Cubans that the second coming was imminent by having a submarine surface covertly and launch flares over Havana, um, which they call illumination by submarine, but I'm feeling like they kind of fudge some shit and they're actually talking about blue beam. Mm. They had to redact things or change things wow. around. I can't believe they had all this shit back then. Fuck these guys, man. <laughs> uh, DARPA was playing around with it too, Project Nimbus. The cool thing about that Frankenskies documentary, uh, up until like the last quarter, it's all news clips. Very NA deconstruction y. Uh, just back mm-hmm. to back to back to back of all the believers and pushers and whatnot. Um, I kind of wish they had done two separate films so you could have like one follow the other directly. So, you know, start with a movie that is just the believers of this technology. And then you have a separate movie that has the people speaking out against it. Um, just because I think the, the news media talking about it specifically just has so much impact on it by itself. Mm hmm. I, I just, I, yeah, my not fear, but it's just the way it seems it would inevitably fall is like, oh, well, you know, there's still like these these conspiracy theorists. They just sound so crazy that they can sit and watch the sky be, you know, gritted apart like a giant checker games in the sky. Um, mm-hmm. And people people that are looking up notice. 
And people that are looking down don't. That's right. People that have their fucking nose to the ground don't see the shit. Mm. Uh, you know, someone that was looking ahead, though. Uh, what in the world was his name? David Keith. Does that name David sound familiar? Uh, only from you mentioning him perhaps earlier in the program. Yes, David Keith. Uh, so I had found the opener, and then I watched Frankenskies, and then this motherfucker makes an appearance. You could actually spray sulfuric acid in the stratosphere, 20 kilometers over our head, and use that to stop the planet warming up in a okay, kind wait, of ugly you, you, tech thing. That's him talking, and he's on the Stephen Colbert show before his late, late night stint, mind you. Hmm. <laughs> well, well, well. Uh, small world. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take that straight back. You could actually spray sulfuric acid in the stratosphere, 20 kilometers over our head, and use that to stop the planet warming up in a okay, kind wait, of you, ugly you, tech fix. You could you can spray something into the atmosphere to yes. change. Okay. Spray okay. pollution into the atmosphere to stop it warming. How do you do this? You yeah. start with a fleet of modified business jets and say 20,000 tons of sulfuric acid uh -huh. into the stratosphere every year, uh -huh. and each year you have to put a little more. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't, in the long run, mean that you can forget about cutting emissions. We will need to rein in. No, we'll get to it eventually. That sounds like inflation. That sounds like their method of handling inflation to a T. <laughs> you mm -hmm. gotta keep it at a steady two percent. <laughs> if we keep, if we control how much we give out, and we and we have a number that we like, and it's always at that number, then it's a good thing. You understand? And here's why that's a good two percent is pretty good number, right? Two percent's like a good number, don't you think? Don't you like the number two? Mm. Yeah, I like a little yeah, red ducks. I like yeah. a little duck. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. You know the card. The, the the card for the show is the two of wands. I know, man. You can go with this. You can go with that. You want to go with bit us. Of this? A little bit of that. <laughs> Come on, it's just sulfuric acid. God, that's it. Whatever happened to acid rain? That's why I want to know. I was they like, got rid of all the fun stuff, man. Yeah, back in my day, I remember the only two things we had to worry about <laughs> were quicksand pits and acid rain. <laughs> and God forbid if you had both going on. <laughs> You'd be fucking sitting there roasting like a duck. Drowning and roasting. Oh my God. A horrible yep, way to I go. remember acid rain. You know, the next thing they'll dump out is, you know, they'll fill the air with hydrofluoric acid or something. <laughs> something that actually eats you up. And uh, it'll be, it, that's, that'll be the real chemtrails. That's how we get our meatball. Change ball. the world. That's how we get our human meatball. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let's see what else David Keith wants to spray up in the air eventually in the meantime we're shrouding the earth in sulfuric acid so people are terrified about talking about this because uh -huh. they're scared that it will prevent us cutting emissions right and also that it's sulfuric acid we put 50 million tons of sulfuric acid in the air now as pollution and it kills a million people a year worldwide okay but it'll be better if we put more in we're talking about one percent of that one percent more we're just killing ten thousand more people you can do math what happens to the sulfuric acid after it's spray does it just stay up there no it rains down okay. but it's a tiny addition okay. what we're already doing is there any possible way this could come back to bite us in the end it actually turns out to be an old idea this really? was known since president johnson you ever look at those planes up there they have contrails behind them 
Maybe all those planes of the contrails, maybe they're actually spraying chemicals into the atmosphere right now and Uncle Sam isn't telling us. Seems extremely unlikely. The that the United government... States is not telling something to its citizens? That seems extremely likely to me. Read the newspaper. I think they might have your idea already. <laughs> you know, I'm old enough to remember a simpler time when Stephen Colbert was actually likable. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. You live long enough to see yourself become the bad guy. I never thought that this guy would become such a dire, dire, terrible thing. To go from being so funny and so fucking like on the level to just being the actual face of a lifeless, soulless, humorless fucking push. Just a complete evisceration. They took the talk show and they gutted it. They took it in the back and they gave it the old fucking Buffalo Bill treatment and they skinned it and they dried out the hide and now they walk around in it and they <laughs> pretend that they fucking like are that. It's the most sadistic little fucking act of popular entertainment that has happened, I think, in this century. It's really, it's really quite fascinating to, to see the medium itself fall so greatly. It's, uh, <laughs> he was so candid about it, too. Ugh. Nah. Man. <clears throat> that, like, I want a paycheck like that someday. Just once. Just give me a little taste. Just a little yeah. taste. I <laughs> That's the idea, right? If you get the actual action, you know, everybody says yes. If somebody offered you the money, you'd say yeah. <laughs> At least for a bit. 350? All right. 350? <laughs> Million? Okay. That's cool. $3.50. We need battery pretty dumb. Uh, fuck Colbert. I just that that clip just cracked me up though when I saw it. I was like, that's the guy. That's the guy. He said the thing. <laughs> He's yeah, literally saying funny. the thing that he said that wasn't a thing earlier. Oh wait, because He's there's the there's no way that such a big operation could be pulled off by there's just too many people. People will talk. People, people would talk. say something. People would say something. Yeah. If if this were happening, people would like have podcasts and they would talk about it on their podcast and they would provide evidence and yeah, and not. provide it in the show notes. But they're not. But instead we live in a world where like that doesn't happen, you know? Because it's not a thing. Because it's not a thing, and if it were, then these, then this would, then that would happen. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It's, it's ridiculous. <sighs> oh, we pissed these guys off. They shut off my rain. No. We talked a bunch of shit, man. Can't talk shit on the rain. God damn it! <sighs> they fucking took my rain away. Oh well, I'm sorry, man. I don't know. I don't know how to I help just... you in this situation. You know, it's fucked up. I... You do know how to help me in this situation. We make a giant bomb of silver iodide, and we get a fucking trebuchet, and we launch it into the sky, apparently. Mm. I can't believe that guy did that. He just totally fucking freeballed it and was like, wow, I'm a god. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I just know it, this town, motherfucker. You Jesus. Know? Jesus. Kobe, Jesus. <laughs> nice. Well, we didn't have any other uh, screen mails rolled in for tonight, and that was uh, all of the material that I brought. So I even hit the 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 lightning strikes, 
Popeye, these crazy Frankenstein's clips. Um, that's what I got. Oh, beautiful. Well, I, I'm I'm very content. I think. Nice. I think uh, I think that is our cue then to what was this? The suffering. It's a punk hip hop instrumental. Of course. I like it. I like that. I like that bass. Just like. Sounds like uh, Sega. <laughs> it could be Sega. It could be Sega. Could be. Could, could be, be Sega. <laughs> could be Saturn. Could be. Mm. What do we got lined up next week? I don't think there's anything really on the docket. Uh, no guess, uh, as far as I know. Uh, it'll be episode 76. It will. Looking pretty slick. Yep, and uh, we'll uh, have Quirkus back, to, depending on how she's doing, how she's feeling. Um, she may be back, she may not be. Cool. Just have to see how stuff goes. Um, how she's feeling. Uh, 612-263-7999. Call that number anytime you want to scream, get it out. It'll be there for you. It'll feel good. Oh, so good. Sometimes I call myself. Yeah, usually before bed. Mm. Oh, hey, boo. How hey. you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> and I'm going to continue. How I doing? <laughs> how are you? How are you, my man? <laughs> how, how am I? How uh, are we? Doing good. I'm doing good. And I'll continue to do good until next time. I've been Booberry, the Black Knight of the Mothman in the Miniocalypse. Yeah, and all the way from the strangest coast that you could probably shag your finger at, wag your finger at, I'm lavish. Catch you next time. Yeah, nose. This show is behind the shim schemes. Behind the schemes with threes as E's. <laughs> Fuck Facebook. Roses are red, violets are blue, Harambe's in heaven, Bush did 9-11. Aw, oh, sweet baby lavish. What, what? Sweet baby lavish. <laughs> that sounds like a barbecue yeah. sauce I would buy. Boo! <laughs> I was thinking slutty podcaster, but I just... <laughs> Brought to you by Pfizer. I am the public radio now. Goodbye, BTS. <laughs> that boy band got no future. This is Behind the Schemes. The esoterica of your dreams. <laughs>